Haley and I were super lucky to be able to interview Thyme and Danielle from the Top Organic Project, and we learned a ton. They're like our sole entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> Twins. Danielle <laughs> has like this curly hair, wild hair, and they are cousins, and you can tell they just have this really cool bond. Yeah, it definitely looked familiar. <laughs> yeah, they were awesome. So they both were working corporate jobs, breadwinners for their families. And they both have girls. And so their journey led them to be very passionate about getting good, clean products in the hands of girls for menstruation instead of the scented, highly chemicalized products that are out there. So really cool. They have been on quite the journey. So they just like up and quit their jobs and started down this path. This sort of mission, vision-led companies that are passionate about um, doing better, doing better for our bodies, doing better for the environment, but also creating a quality product. Their tampons have a plastic applicator, which, you know, tends to be more comfortable, particularly for people who maybe have pelvic pain or trouble with insertion, but it's all plant-based. They really have made some key decisions and choices that really make a difference for our health and in our world. So the average American woman uses 12,000 tampons in her lifetime. So you can imagine, for one, all those potential chemicals in your body, which, mm -hmm. ooh. And two, all the waste, these less optimal yeah. materials. So tampon companies don't have to disclose their ingredients and don't have to disclose what's in tampons, which is crazy because it's going in your body. Our vagina and our vulva is so, so able to absorb materials, probably the same, if not more than how we absorb things in our mouth. The decision to put a tampon in your vagina, obviously it's not the same as putting it in your mouth, but like if you wouldn't put it in your mouth, then maybe right. you shouldn't put it in your vagina. Yeah. And cotton is one of the most heavily chemicalized crops. Anyway, those are all things that I did not know or yeah. appreciate. We're giving away all the stuff we learned in this episode. I know. We really are. We need to shut our mouths. <laughs> so we will get to it. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Quick note is that we have a coupon code for Top Organics, which is Bush Pod. That gives you 25% off of your or any order and also gives us a little kickback to help us support doing the pod. So we appreciate that so much. If you'd use that coupon code, save a little bit of money and help support spreading the Bushy Love. Hell yeah. Hi, and welcome to the Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast. I'm Addie Holzman. And I'm Haley Kava. We're friends, pelvic floor physical therapists, moms, and occasional hot messes who are here for real, uncensored conversations about all things pelvic health. And because our conversations are uncensored, they're likely not appropriate for little ears. Please remember our disclaimer. Although we both are licensed physical therapists, we are not your physical therapist. Yeah, anyways. And our content is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team for individualized advice, diagnoses, and treatment. Oh, check out that setup. You guys are the real deal. Yeah. Sound have, quality matters. <laughs> we have like toys propping up the <laughs> curtains. It's like, really seriously, know. I'm like... Addie, that's awesome. We're in Addie's, Addie's playroom in the corner. We call, we call it the womb. 
it gets it, hot in it, here. It's pretty warm. <laughs> like, I, I've literally heard like women say, like doing a podcast from my closet. It's the only place I can be alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. We would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourselves and get us started. We're super excited to be here, but that's what you always say when you're in the tampon business. Everything is super. Um, <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> I'm Sullivan. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Top Deer Get It Project. I'm here with my co-founder, Danielle Finkelstein, co-founder and president. And we're moms. We're moms that uh, ditched our corporate careers. We were the breadwinners in our families. We ditched our corporate careers because we went looking for better, more eco-friendly period products for our own daughters. We came up empty-handed and uh, that's how Top was born. And we're just doing it a little differently. We're trying to bring some levity to what has long since been a taboo topic. So we're thrilled to be here uh, to spill all the tea with you guys today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> One of the things that Addie and I always like to ask each other or like ask our, our guests is what in this past year or now over a year of, of pivoting and doing all sorts of different things with homeschool or whatever that is, what has made your assholes clench the most? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are amazing because it's amazing a tight buttholes or tight assholes is, is a, a pelvic a floor issue pelvic floor mom yes. response and so we want to know what's making yours clench right now well i will tell you i can go into what's made it clench but what i can tell you is i did discover i don't use the squatty potty but what i do use is the tushy oh yeah and that's changed my life <laughs> I just it's got a tissue too. Changed. Did you make the mistake of like overcorrecting? So the first time I used it, I was very hesitant it's because nice. our plumber, we I had to call a plumber because my husband forgot one of the rubber washers. So it was leaking. He fixed it and came out and he was just drenched. And I'm like, why are you so oh, wet? We didn't get, no, so wrong tushy. We didn't do the, we didn't do the butt tushy. Oh, okay. I was talking about that. We did like, we did a little stool. stool. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. yes, the stool, which has been, that has been life changing for me. That's totally life changing. I think the clench is just that we're all in <laughs> the same four walls all the time for an entire year with all the same people. You know, I think, yeah, it's caused a little bit of stress for everybody. <laughs> How old are your kids? I have 13 and 10. And I have 14 and 16. Um, so have two teenagers that you try to uh, lock down is really challenging. That's been the hardest part. Can we talk a little bit about internet connections, having four people in the house using the oh, internet? Yeah. Thank God I'm home alone today. But what's ironic and crazy is my husband is a researcher and is literally a, like a health science research. And we would all be on our Zoom calls. My kids would probably be playing video games. I would be growing our business talking tampons talking tampons <laughs> and he'd be down the cellar and he would be the one getting kicked off and i was like it's not like you're curing cancer i was like oh you actually are he is. sorry always the one that got kicked off we're like oh sorry <laughs> you know, yeah. meanwhile my dad was like my tiktok's not working i think the biggest like yeah isn't that like the saddest thing like our biggest problem was our internet connection like and no, yeah. be locked out and, yeah. and dog barking the dog oh, time's yeah. been on every every call when the dog is barking like that stresses me out i'm like dude he's actually sitting right behind me right now but <laughs> like don't bark on this call please <laughs> <laughs> i love it nice. through this whole thing i was Haley and i have talked about it i'm so glad my kids are younger they're not into the social you know like uh, teenagers yeah. like thrive on their friends and they're getting out and i cannot imagine so kudos to yes. you guys for surviving yeah. this yeah. year 
tell us a little bit more about the tampon biz. Yeah, I think it's probably been in the last couple of years <laughs> where we've started to make more conscious decisions about what's literally going inside of our body. And so I'd, we'd love to get some of your input on, on that. People always say, oh, you're going to change the conversation. I'm like, no, we're starting the conversation. Nobody was talking about it. And I think that's so much like what you guys are doing too. It's like, why aren't people talking about these things that impact all of us? And it really, with our corporate backgrounds, when we first launched the business and we tried to follow the playbook and do it, build the brands how we had done with big companies before, it really fell flat. And it really wasn't until we really started to have fun as founders and bring some levity um, to get people to talk about it in a new way. I have an amazing tampon suit that I have like run a 10K in. I've been to hairdresser, <laughs> out to lunch, yoga. market, yoga. Like I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a tampon because people will be forced to be like, so why are you a tampon? And then it opens the conversation. And it was, it was such a serious topic. You know, we always say that we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we do serious things. But getting people to have a conversation that wasn't based in fear and wasn't, um, you know, fear mongering and just really talking about women's health and how important a choice this is. We're moms. Like I have a 14 year old and Danielle has a 10 year old daughter. And this is such an important part about female empowerment is having them take control of their health health and wellness when they first get their period and to be able to talk about it and have good information and what's what's normal and what's not normal. And we had to be a little extreme to start that conversation, but it's truly, this conversation is open and it's happening. Even with you guys reaching out to us via Instagram, like, yeah, like let's talk lady parts, like all yeah. in, all day yeah. long. Yeah. yeah, we had um, we had the Good Clean Love CEO on mm -hmm. our last episode and the amount of skin irritation and like pelvic yes. pain that we see just that might not even be started as a muscle problem, um, yeah. but becomes a muscle problem, becomes a physical therapy problem because of bad stuff, of bad chemicals, yeah. um, I think is just huge. And it's so important. And we joked with, with Wendy when we talked to her is like, when we're looking at how she's managing the business and how, you know, they're being aware of uh, sourcing of products and bioplastics and and all yeah. those types of things it's like we need more women starting companies we need more women doing this because clearly they're thinking more about about all of this than, yeah. than other other companies well, well i think that that's so important you know i think in general it's now we have this opportunity we have choices I think that's the most important thing. It's like, you know, for us, we want women to just know that they have a choice. We're not forcing it on you, but you actually need to know that there's an option out there that, you know, in our minds that we believe that is better for you. You know, we don't have, we don't have, again, we're not going down the fear mongering road, mm -hmm. but we don't have the chemicals. We don't have the synthetics. We don't have those things that should not be inside your body. Mm -hmm. You know, you're putting this in your, your most permeable part of your body and we all have our periods for almost 40 years of our lives. And so when you really think about that on a monthly basis, we're going to use 14,000 period products in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And there is an impact. And so this is actually one thing that is an easy control for us. We're not going to be able to control all the environmental things that are happening around us because that's just that's what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. But this is something that we can, as, as women can, and even more importantly, that we can for this younger generation and for our children that we can help guide them to make this change for their first time that they ever get their period. There's mm -hmm. 10 million girls that get their periods every single year in the, US. in the US. So when you think about that, let's get them with a better product at that point. And there's one other stat, which is like still blows our mind, but you know, you can even think for yourself, 
there are certain categories that you use what your mother gave you for tampons. It's 80% of girls use for their lifetime what their mother started them with. That's the impact that we can have early on to, so that we truly can, we can start with them then and grow with them so they can also become advocates for themselves and their whole body health. And the more and more that we can teach these young girls, I was using telling you a story earlier today about my daughter, she's 10 years old. And we're so open in our house, and especially now doing this business, is that because we are starting the conversation, not telling the conversation, we're starting it. A 10-year-old comes down, she's like, hey, mom, I got hair on my on my vagina. And I was like, amazing. Okay, this is great. So we've been having this dialogue for quite some time, but she's so open to now actually have it because mm-hmm. we've made it normal. And so, you know, that's like, that's where our goal is, is that we can actually create that space and really help women understand how to have that conversation. So they're not uncomfortable. It's just, it's how do you start it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And taking away the shame with, you know, periods and trying to hide it and not talk about it. I just think all the time, my daughter who's four, like how lucky is she? Cause she's going to grow up knowing all about her pelvic floor, all about her period, (laughs) like things that we never, like, I didn't even think organic tampons made that much difference until a couple years ago when I switched to organic and my cramps got so much better. And like, you don't learn that in sex ed. You don't learn Mm -hmm. that when you like Mm -hmm. grow up, you know what I mean? Or that like, what, what I think would be just amazing is that that's the only conversation. It, It doesn't have to be a either, or it's just what is, Yeah, you know, it goes to your conversation. I mean, you asked us like, what has made our our assholes sense. <laughs> but it goes to thinking about our kids when they are, you know, two, three, four, or five years old, peeing and pooping is the funniest thing to them. Mm-hmm. So it's how do you just, you know, generationally start to shift this conversation and say, hey, do we want to make periods funny? Like we can figure out how to make periods yeah. funny because we made pee and poop funny. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's the piece is when you can start early, that helps the shift. So, yeah, I have a few German midwife friends and they're Germans are just very open about periods. And like they always tell me, just just tell them if they ask, just tell them, like start those conversations because you don't want to like hide it. And then later it's like, oh, this taboo. Right. Or they're afraid to come to you, afraid to come with you. I have two sons and my oldest son is now, you know, he's been potty trained for a while now, but he's still in that phase of mom wipe my butt like (laughs) I don't know when that ends like when do you have to stop wiping butts I don't know yeah it does it does happen and so then I think to myself because at him at preschool I'm like does he do that at preschool like does he shout at the teacher (laughs) does he shout at the teacher at preschool come wipe my butt I just pooped or like come look at my poop right but think about it you'd only have the conversations when this thing happens so in the past, you were only talking to your daughter about her period when she got her period, if she actually came to you. Yeah. And so how do you have that conversation earlier so that they're prepared um, and know what to expect and aren't ashamed? And what's interesting is, you know, how our kids learned is in the fifth grade, they have the health talk, but they split up the boys and the girls. Mm-hmm. And that's where it all starts is that the boys learn about the boy stuff and the girl. And so it's so separated. The boys don't know anything about it. And then these poor guys end up with girlfriends. They have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, and, <it's, laughs> and there's this and there are transgenders children now and there are all these inclusivity things and this has to be an inclusive conversation that's just happening earlier i i can tell you how often now that people were known as the tampon moms but people ask and they must ask you questions about pelvic floor everywhere you go in the supermarket like hey yeah (laughs) Yeah, that that one mom in the friend group who's like the 
the open mom that you're you're cool with talking to and it's like can every mom be the the tampon mom that would be that would be fantastic yes, would. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm super curious what made you guys what was like the catalyst to the shift in leaving your other jobs and having such like fire to make this new journey Wow. I mean, we were both the breadwinners in our families. Um, we had long standing careers with major companies, had worked our whole careers up. Um, you know, I had worked for Coke and Pepsi and Nestle for over 20 years and Danielle had over 20 years in the much more glamorous fashion world with Kate Spade and Ann Taylor and Coach and Talbots. And we literally were both at this crossroads. My job had been eliminated. I wasn't willing to relocate. I could have gone and got another of the same type of, you know, executive role. Um, but I think that you know, it, there were no entrepreneurs when we got out of college. There was no such thing. But we always had that entrepreneurial spirit. We've always been curious. We've always been, you know, like, well, what if or why not? And it was just I had a daughter at that age. There was nothing mm -hmm. happening in feminine care. Nobody I felt like nobody had the courage to stand up and talk about it. And it was so important. It's so important that there were no good organics. It's so important that there were no sustainable options. It's so important that we're talking about period poverty in the U.S. right now. Mm -hmm. One in four girls misses school because she doesn't have access to period products. There's no female empowerment and equality if a girl's missing a quarter of her education. It was just such a deep rooted. It was so in our ingrained in our DNA that like we have daughters like this is not OK. Like you have to be a voice for that change. And we're like, let's try it, you know, let's try it and mm -hmm. see what happens. We think this yeah. is a big problem. We think it'll resonate. And if it doesn't, we'll go get another like crappy corporate job. And we have never looked back. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's hard days and, but doing this and doing it with my amazing co-founder. We're just, cousins as well. Yeah. I was going to ask how you knew each other. Okay. Yeah, we're cousins. Can you see? Cool. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I think to just kind of piggyback on Vine and, you know, I think this comes down to you spend so much time in a career and you think that that's really like where your end game is. And both of us, what really truly happened is in those roles, we lost our passion. We're super passionate people. Like that's just who we are. And, you know, people who know us, that's, you know, that is definitely something they say, but we had lost that passion, but also like that, that purpose of like, what were we doing? And I think when that came and we found that, you know, what the legacy that we then have is then for like our kids, one, our girls and our sons, but more importantly, like our daughters get to see us like do this. Mm -hmm. And look, this is hard. It's scary. There are moments that it's scary, but it's just that to, to let them know that, you know what, you can do anything. Like we say that all the time, like you can, and you're going to make, take risks in your life. And for them to understand, like, especially that generation with like these Gen Z's, like letting them know that it's okay to take risks. I think that's a piece too, like me as a mom and just being able to see that and we're, we're grazing some badass girls and that's oh. awesome. And yeah. they get to, you know, and they get to be part of it. The cool thing is like their hands are in so much of what we do. I mean, Time's daughter is like, she's older. So she's like our TikTok, like guru. She tells us what, <laughs> what we need to do and who we need to follow and this and that. But she's like, mom, stay in lane. I need to stay in Facebook and Josie will go, go, to, go to help us with, like, who we need on TikTok. but no. So I think that's the, that's the cool part is that also like our kids are, are part of what we are doing, you know, and that's not how it is when you're working corporate world. Yeah. I, th I think it's similar stories for Eddie and I with being physical therapists is that in PT school, they never talk about being like starting your own business. You never learn about being a business owner. Mm -hmm. And so we have like zero education in 
being a business owner and both of my parents worked for large companies their whole careers and Mm -hmm. so when I you know was telling my parents like I'm I'm gonna quit my job and like do my own thing they're like they're like what 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 What? 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 you're not gonna have a watch when you retire yeah yeah exactly what you know and so it's the same thing yeah it's very scary but it also feels like so awesome to be mm-hmm. be in control of that. And so that's that's amazing. But you're creating it. your destiny. I think mm-hmm. that's the piece too, is like you get to create the destiny. I think for us too, is like, as we're doing this now, we, one in many ways, want to do this differently. And we want people who are coming into the brand and being part of the brand and within our team that they know that we're going to do this differently. And more on what that is, is like, that's empowering women. We are women who lived and breathed like you had to be at the office at eight o'clock. You had to stay until so on and so forth. Like it was all in this clock. Like it doesn't work for us. I, I never took my kids to school. Like I came home at nine o'clock at night. I didn't t- like tuck my kids into bed. And I think the piece for us was we have to change that. So the people who are going to come and work for us, you make it part of your life. It doesn't become your life. And so, you know, critical for both of us. Like we take our kids to school. Like we pick our kids up from school. We we make sure that we're still having dinner with our families. We may still then be working, you know, nine o'clock at night, but it's made it so that we've integrated this into what the brand is, but also what's important to our families. And so that's been a whole shift. And that's even as we bring people on, like we try to really encourage, like, listen, we actually don't have meetings on Mondays and, and Fridays. It's a majority of the goals. I'd say we're like 75% there, but like <laughs> Mondays and Fridays and really push ourselves into these Tuesdays to Thursdays. So people have the time, one, you got to make a doctor's appointment, you know, like, okay, schedule for those days. You got to do whatever you need to do. Um, but also that you have time to think. Because in the corporate world, you're in meetings, 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 and you don't have that space to actually be creative, think about the business, think about, you know, what else can be done or who you want to connect with, you want to write, whatever it is. So that's just also like a big part that's been been important to us. And I think we can relate to that, like being in a clinic where you're like seeing clients, Mm -hmm. like one after the other, the space for which you can think about each person and what they need. Like now I feel like I invest so much more in my clients because I have the time and the space. Mm-hmm. So kind of, yeah. Yeah, very cool. So tell us a little bit more about your sort of sustainability practices. I know that that's a big, a big part of the business. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, probably one of the biggest ahas for us. When we first launched, we launched with a cardboard applicator tampon because we thought we were going to change the world. Meanwhile, <laughs> over 90% of the tampons sold in the U.S. are plastic applicator. So no, my daughter and her friend said a hard no on that. Um, and even though, because we were raised by hippies and thought everybody would do it. And, and you know, because all the other organic friends, they had still were using plastic applicators. So we spent a lot of time and much to the expense of our business. It was really rough going until we found a manufacturer in Europe that made a plant-based applicator. That's a huge deal. There's 20 billion period products in the U.S. alone that end up in landfills every year and take centuries to biodegrade. So, you know, having, we call it our planticator, we've even trademarked it. It's such an easy swap to make. Everybody was changing out their straws in their bags um, and celebrities were all talking about it. Yet period products rank higher on the list, straws mm-hmm. and bags. They're number five where straws and bags are six and seven. So this sustainability piece was really, really important. And what's interesting is we've been very, very clear to our pillars that it's got to be organic. We have to be transparent. We're going to be authentic. We're going to be sustainable. 
We're going to give back. We're going to fight period poverty. But the most important thing is that this product works, that it actually works better, that it performs, that the pads are more comfortable, that the, the tampons are highly absorbent. And so that it's such a no brainer. It's why wouldn't you choose something that's better for you and better for the planet? And I just think it's that whole re-education of how you can do better um, and make better products. You know, it's it's scary to challenge the Procter and Gamble's and Kimberly Clark's of the world because there was there was no challenger, so they had no need to change, and there was no need to make a better product for women because we didn't question it, and there was no need to make a better product for the planet because that's all there was, and and that's that's powerful. Yeah, and I think what's really interesting is what what we're gonna we're gonna see. It's gonna take some time, but you have Europe, which is always so far ahead, and you have these other countries who are start. They've they've eliminated single use plastic, and so you've got New Zealand, you've got you know the UK. A lot of locations are starting to do that. There are countries, you have Canada as well, and so we're you know even even more so. Like we're ahead of where this trend is going to go, mm-hmm. um, which is really really important. You know, even just come, coming down to our wrappers, like our wrappers are made from cornstarch, like they're all biodegradable. And so really that was such an important piece because, you know, when you hear that almost over 95% of the entire feminine care industry is plastic, you're like, oh my goodness. You know, and yes, there's the sustainability pieces in underwear as well as in cups, but the majority is still of the business is done out of disposable, um, out of one-time use. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, really making sure that you can have the best option within that. Yeah, I've been using um, all of your products since you sent me some. And I know we sent you after the bay after your son. Yeah, and and I loved that you were literally. I think you were like one picture. You were like breastfeeding and then like showcasing our our product. I'm like, that is it. Yeah, that was like really my the first time I think I consistently used an organic tampon. And and when we had first started recording the podcast, Eddie had brought up that sometimes these ultra super tampons who have uh, the unnatural amount of absorbency actually yeah. can increase your cramping and flow because it it's like drawing out versus just absorbing yeah. the way that it that it should and yeah, I, I, I honestly yeah. did I did notice difference with that and for whatever reason my my postpartum period came back pretty soon like three months after he was born which I was you know, sort of bummed about, but that's right. <laughs> I, had, I, had good, I, had good, I had good stuff to use. And I think it's awesome. I think the assumption that it's less than, I didn't even know the applicators were plant-based. Like that's incredible. Yeah. That adds They to look it. and they feel mm-hmm. just like a plastic applicator. Yeah. And I think that's really the piece too, is like, you think about women, over 90% of the, of the tampon industry is plastic. You know, women don't want to make that change. And so this isn't a sacrifice that they're having to make. This is just, mm-hmm. just what you know, it still has the same, like it's still, you know, glides easily, it's smooth insertion, all those things that you would want when it comes to the tampon. And so you're not making a sacrifice, you're just choosing a better product that's better for you, but also for the environment. Yeah. So I know we had talked uh, a little bit about a new a new offering that you guys have for sort of the postpartum period. So we would, yeah, we want to hear, we want to hear about that because that's kind of our, yeah. uh, our wheelhouse. I don't know. Well, yeah. you guys get the highlight because honestly, this is, this is really like, we are just about to launch it. Nice. So um, it's something we've been thinking about. We've really been looking at like what's been out there in the space and you have Frida Mom who's done a really phenomenal job, but it's almost to the sense that it is much more about like it's I, I call it the technical side of, of postpartum. Mm-hmm. Um, it has, she's got those amazing like ice ice pads, like things that are very technical. 
you know, we think about for ourselves and we've been moms and we've been at that stage and like where you think is one, let's just get you better products. So when you do and afterwards, like you're already feeling better that you're providing yourself with better products versus like the prison pads that they give you at the hospital, (laughs) give you a little bit more dignity than what you're given, like at the hospital. (laughs) So like, yes. So like, we're going to give you some better products just Uh so you do have that dignity. Uh But the other part, like, you know, we know like what's going to be included in is this like amazingly beautiful organic eye mask. And we all know as moms, the most important thing that we can do for ourselves, even if it's 20 minutes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that you get 20 minutes of a nap when your baby's sleeping because we don't, we, we, like, we are known, notoriously known that we don't put our oxygen mask on first. We put it on everyone else in the household. So like, this is really about the self-care piece. Like take care of yourself. You deserve to take those 20 minutes for yourself. Like screw everyone else, but go do this for yourself. And so that's in there. We've got this beautiful, like beautiful journal um, for you to like, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do, whether it's about your, you know, your breastfeeding schedule, like whatever it is, that's you awesome. have that. And then lastly, which is in work right now, but our creative team came up with this brilliant idea, which kind of goes hand in hand with this eye mask is to create a little like door hanger. Um, so both sides. Um, so, you know, one is like, leave me the F alone. And then the other, but doesn't really say that they have, of course, come up with amazing sayings. <laughs> and then the other side is like, yes, it was, they, they, they came out and it's, it's very funny, but you know, again, going into that moment of like, take care of yourself. This is the one gift that you can have. Um, so yes, we are super excited. We are launching it um, actually within the next like three weeks. How we're launching it is a baby shower helping support a famous uh, celebrity out on the West Coast. Um, she's hosting a baby shower. And so we're supplying it for that. And then we'll start um, we'll start rolling it out and really see what the appetite is. But we just, we believe that with the strength of what's happening with our first period box, which has been phenomenal, mm-hmm. um, this just really goes hand in hand with that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're excited. So, and then, so you have the, yeah, the first period boxes. How are those being distributed? Like, how does that all work? That has been our overnight sensation. Um, and it was kind of for, because we had a need and our friends had a need because people kept asking us, Hey, my, once you started this company, the first question would come up because we're moms and, and you know, we're that mom that would, everybody would ask, mm-hmm. Hey, my daughter's about to get her period. Like, what do I do? And so we put together what we wanted to have for our daughters, what we wish was there for, you know, when we got our periods. So it's, you know, it's, it's, full boxes of our products of pads and tampons and liners. It is this really cute organic cotton pouch that they can keep in their backpack. There's stickers because they all have stickers, you know, like cool, like, and not like tampon stickers, but like cool, fun stickers. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, and most importantly, information. So there's a, a book that we um, have from our partners at Girlology. Um, there's an ebook. Um, there's a booklet of information. It's just, a, it's about giving you an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation and have that conversation before she needs to have the conversation. So she's prepared. She's got the box at the ready. There's a lot of single dads out there. There's sadly some girls with no moms. There's, there's so many people that just need help to have this conversation. And we noticed just without any advertising or anything, we just kept selling out of it on our website and on um, Amazon. Amazon. Wouldn't this be cool at Target? We presented it to Target and literally the woman was like, yep, like that's our guest. They're bringing it in next month. They're bringing it in next month. Wow. That's so cool. It is our dream come true, but it's so important. We're so overwhelmed that if you could pick what would be the one retailer that you'd want to be in. I mean, my daughter makes TikToks about shopping at Target. (laughs) It's a thing. It's a real thing. It's about discovery and innovation. And what we kept hearing is we're always talking to these moms and what an important tool this was for them. 
And that's the big thing is like, you've got to listen, like, what do we keep hearing? So we kept hearing that, like, we're doing that, like, we're, we literally made 500 of them at Danielle's house. Yes, like, we're literally. not ourselves anymore. Like, this is if I was, I'm um, usually, yeah, I'm usually sitting in the dining room the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I'm usually sitting in the dining room and my dining room has been taken over by top, like yeah. since, since the day we started this. <laughs> yeah. But right now it's the 500 boxes are like the backdrop behind me. It's like looming over me of these it's blue like the boxes. It's like a great wall of tampon. Um, <laughs> literally, like, literally. It's like your Zoom background yes. gone bad. I'm just waiting for it to like, yeah, just I'm like over and like crush No, uh, <laughs> let us tell you guys a funny story. Yesterday, so yesterday we had to drive down to New Jersey. We, we just landed, uh, we were moving our product to a new, new distribution center. We've outgrown our old. It's amazing. We're super excited. So we have these first period boxes, but we have all the flat boxes. Boxes. I've had over like 2000 sitting in my living room. They match your these, decor. Stop complaining. They do. They do. But okay. So they're, they're the flat, flat boxes. So we put my husband helped me put them in. Fine came down and we drove down, but they weren't really secure. So like she stopped Very short one time. I mean, it was literally like I almost oh got goodness. decapitated like, by these boxes. Like <laughs> death by first period box. Oh like, my God. Like so tragic. We would have been like founders over like and Barstool Sports. Like, oh, like a bomb. Like, like no, I just, I <laughs> yeah. just catch like launch through the windshield, like just going out. It's like, oh my god, there's yeah. nothing safe about so, this. <laughs> we safely made it down there and were able to transfer yeah. them over to the new distribution center, which was great. Like oh what happens is these same moms that start talking about first period boxes. We've had so many moms just like yourselves that said, "Hey, when I used your products right after I had my baby, the pads in particular, like." It was a game changer. Why don't you do a postpartum box? And we're like, I never thought of it because it's, mm-hmm. you think about like, what do you want to send your friend after she has a baby? Like you can mm-hmm. send her some food, you can like send her some wine, like whatever. But like, if I get this box of joy, like I would, it's literally like, just, it's not about the the medical side of it. It's just about like, what do you need? And we'll continue to curate and add things. You know, you certainly can't put food in, you know, we haven't figured out like, yeah, we don't want to go food. food, but it's, our products, it's this, you know, sleep mask, it's this journal, it's this, it's just like, I don't know, it's just a thoughtful gift to give somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's truly when they, to hear women call you up and go, I, it's a weird conversation to have, but these pads felt so much better than these giant <laughs> plastic pads I got from the hospital. Like, I, I like, thank you. Thank you yeah. because I've lost so much of, I left so much of my dignity back there. <laughs> yeah, I, anyone local to me, I always make them a huge bag of padsicles <laughs> so I, it's, I put them in my freezer and then I run over and have all these I'm like throw these in the freezer that's and that's amazing. like my favorite thing to give right the new postpartum mom because I don't yeah. think maybe more so first-time moms but you're not you're not thinking about yeah. caring for your perineum you're no. thinking about you're thinking about your baby, baby and like yeah. labor so, and and then the after when you're in that after and you're like oh crap peeing hurts pooping hurts my everything. i'm swollen like what do i what do i do <laughs> honestly like it's been so amazing to have pelvic floor specialists who we've now become friends with which has been amazing because you guys are bringing on conversations one uh, now that now i know that that's actually more important than me doing my arm you know doing, doing my biceps <laughs> you know exercises where i was literally i was like oh my goodness like we have to, women don't know that they need to take care of this in a different way. What did you and tell so, me last night? I didn't even oh yeah, know. I was talking, oh yeah. So, so, so there's just like all these things we were talking about. I'm one so point, mad. I didn't one. know. Where have the public yeah. floor specialist been all my life? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we, we sat in on one of, one of these um, sessions with, with Amanda Fisher from yeah. Empower Your Pelvis. Yeah. And so she's telling, she's telling us, she's like, well, you know, do the rock and roll when you pee. And I'm like, the rock and roll, like, what are you talking about? And so literally she tells me, and I was like, she changed my life on how I pee, which is just kind of crazy that here we are grown women 
45, I've had two kids and I'm like, I need to learn about the rock and roll. And it helps, it helps now. Like I know that, okay, to the left side is what I need to like lean over to, to get like, release <laughs> my full bladder. <laughs> yeah, but I that's... think just in general, what you, what you are all doing is you're also starting a conversation that, that women have not known that they need to empower this part of their body. And this is extremely important um, for just as, as like our future health. I know, like, I do fear monger my kids a little bit in the sense, but I'm like, <laughs> don't sit on the toilet. Don't stay sitting on the toilet. Like, get off your phone. Like, because they sit on the toilet, they can sit on the toilet for a half hour because they're like on their phones. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no more sitting on the toilet. You're wrecking your pelvic floor. My daughter's like, what's going to happen? <laughs> but what if it's the only place you can be alone? <laughs> <laughs> then get off it and sit on the floor. Okay. <laughs> sit on the side of the tub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, no, I think the work you guys are doing too. postpartum tip because I was like, now that we're oh, yeah. postpartum, I'm like, that'd be cool. Like maybe we put on a sticker. Have some post- <laughs> What's your favorite postpartum tip? Oh, geez. On the spot. Um, you go first. Or any pelvic tip. I think for postpartum, it would be to learn some really good deep breathing and then, yeah, prioritizing rest in those early, in those early days and that you don't have to be a superhero and you have your whole life yeah. to get back in shape. They're only this little for such a short period of time. So, um, oh, my favorite saying this, you could put on the box. The days are <laughs> okay, long. All right, good. The days are long, but the years are short. The years are short. It is. I've so like true. lived by that. Like <laughs> that since day one. That is so true. I do think, you know, what the change is, is I think that when, even when we had babies, it was so much focused on taking care of that baby. And I do remember one time going to the pediatrician and they were like, no, like I was clearly not okay. They were like, we're like, we're like, are you okay? And I was like, I must look really, but I think that we, we never thought, or we don't, we were conditioned to think about taking care of ourselves when we had a baby. We were so focused on, we have to take care of this baby. I literally remember being in the supermarket and walking by like the mirror and be like, oh my God, did I even comb my hair? I'm like, I don't think I did. Like, this is like ridiculous. I think it's important that we're giving women permission to take care of themselves um, and passing this on generationally and giving this power to girls that we wish that, that we had, that it all kind of ties together, you know, us setting this example and being this role model for, for your care and for your health and wellness and for, you know, all the power that you do have over your own health. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so true. I'm like secretly, I haven't shared this with Haley yet. My grand plan for us. Is- <laughs> oh, I love this. Let's oh, hear it. <laughs> I think we should somehow find a way to teach sex ed. I think we I could mean, teach them about their pelvic floor, constipation, good period yeah. products. Like, oh my, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, you guys are on something. And I like, we talked to so many people. So the problem is, is that when they learn this in fifth grade and they separate them, it has to be this inclusive conversation with boys mm-hmm. and girls to learn yeah. about puberty. For So yeah. you... So they know these boys are going to grow up and have girlfriends and wives and sisters and what, and they're they have no idea what the hell is going on. Even in um, the public floor PT world now, it used to be that if you were a male public health provider, you had to bring your own model into the classes um, because we practice on each other in these classes, and they've they've eliminated that as as a way to you know to say that because you know we work on men and we work on women and and that we should yeah. feel comfortable with all sorts of bodies but yes like the grand plan of actually giving quality education i mean how hard is it to tell girls that painful really heavy periods aren't normal yeah at the end of the day what our hope is and really what we're building with this first period box and you know s- starting this conversation is that this generation 
can become advocates for their health much earlier on than we ever did. You know, we right. think for ourselves, we didn't really truly become advocates until we had our own children. Mm-hmm. And there's a 20 year potential gap in between that, that they need to understand exactly to your point, Addie, is, you know what, your period's not, you know, something's not normal here or whatever it is around your entire whole body health. They then, and this is just the long-term effect then that we can actually have on total women's health as they age. And that's actually the, the really powerful piece is that just starting that conversation early on, not shaming it, understanding, yes, what's what's right and what's wrong about your body. And so you can have the signals. I mean, there's stats out there around endometriosis. Like it was, it, it takes almost 12 years for some women to be diagnosed oh, with endometriosis. Which is like that's insane. Well, um, about it, women don't go to the gynecologist. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. No, I think there's just yeah. This is uh, exactly the synergies of like what we're hoping to do is similar to what you guys yeah. are really what you're doing. Yeah. We have a friend who's also a pelvic floor PT, Emily Kadash. Uh-huh. She made a reel on just how to insert a tampon, and it went mm-hmm. viral. Oh my goodness, <laughs> like amazing. it really shocked me. I was like, wow, people really so, need she, this. Did she use a real vagina? Or did she use no, it? Like, we have like a <laughs> we have like a paper like a paper pelvis like, like a, laminated yes. pelvic floor. So she, oh, but okay. it has holes in it where your holes are, and so she was just like showing like the direction to insert it, like yeah. troubleshooting. Yeah, it has like millions of views. No, that it's is crazy. So true. Wow. Like, no, my like this will kill me, but someone I know very well in my family says, "Poor thing was walking around and saying half hanging out." She's like, "This hurts." Yeah. I was like, "They didn't know no. how to." They just didn't know. Yes. I mean, no, I, remember... I had one of my best friends, my best friend's daughters. She calls me. She's like, Danielle, she left the applicator. And I was like, I'm like, oh, come on, <laughs> you got to tell her like what you had to show her. But she left the applicator in. I was like, oh, my God. I remember trying to use a tampon the first time and I was unfolding the the paper and it's like this horrible diagram. And I was like, what? Like, read <laughs> <laughs> that little piece of paper that comes in there. I was like, oh, my God. And like, it's, still the, it's like this big piece of paper and this tiny little picture. And I'm like all right like that's what we're gonna teach girls in our sex ed class that was not a conversation like that was not a conversation that was being had at my house so it was like i guess right they literally said even like being raised by hippies my mom was like they're under the sink good luck and i was like that was it but so that's actually one of the funny questions we like to ask moms like what did you use to teach your daughter and i've heard everything from 20 ounce soda bottles was like okay that makes sense and remember danielle we sat next to a woman at breakfast oh my god she used a a grapefruit unbelievable she's like because it's like it absorbed and like she's like stuck in the grapefruit i was like that's pretty good i was like yes yeah she would put a little she would put a little hole in it she's like it was like perfect in and out insertion yep i was like yeah Yeah, the visual there. No, but if what we're hearing over and over again is that this fifth grade conversation is being happened by school nurses. They're splitting apart the boys and the girls. And what was we're all about the stats. I think it was only like 25% of the schools were like we're actually required to give factual information. I yes. was like, what does it mean? Like, so it's just- 50% of the United States is actually they're 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 required to give sex ed in um in, in health class. So it's only 50% of the United States. 50%. Of, so of scary. And then within those, 25% is accurate information. <laughs> yeah, and then we wonder why there's problems with like, yeah, right. 
so I think your idea is genius. And I actually think there's still always going to be this population that's never going to be comfortable having this conversation. You could have somebody have the conversation, like send them to sex school. I just think having that knowledge for girls and for boys is so important. There's just so many issues that stem from this separation and this lack of knowledge, social, yes. health, everything. If you know your own body, that all the self-confidence that comes with that, all of the it's incredible. Yeah, so important. So I didn't realize that period poverty was as big of an issue as it is until I read peri the period power book by Maisie Hill. Mm -hmm. And yep. in this deep dive of hormones and learning all about how amazing our periods are. Wow. <laughs> That is a real deal. And you definitely knew that in developing countries, you're like, okay, like you hear about in India and Africa, like there's a huge problem. We're all going to donate. Like, yes, girl power, women power, but it's in our backyard. And I think that was the biggest shock. And to see it not improve, but actually get worse over the past year that it was one in five okay. and now it's one in four. It's so unspoken, yet it's, it's so debilitating to a woman. And it hasn't been, we got so many calls during COVID to donate. The answer was always yes, because it wasn't covered by food stamps. It literally just last March got covered by flexible spending, which is crazy that it took the CARES Act COVID yeah. to make that happen. And it's still taxed in, what is it, 30 states? 30, are still, states. 30 yes. states are still taxed as a luxury item. Same states that don't tax, you know, uh, Viagra condoms. or condoms or Doritos. Um, or oh, poppers. that makes me so mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's going to take women to get mad to do something. And I really do. I mean, you're seeing it overturn in state after state. But you know what? One of the biggest ones is California still taxes them. I'm like, California is the most liberal state probably next to the East Coast like that there is. Yet it's such a tax revenue that it always gets voted down because they can't replace the revenue. I was like, California? I'm like, I don't even know if you can even drive a gasoline car in California anymore. Can you? Like, <laughs> like, you moms? like, this is outrageous. Yeah. It is yeah. And I think, wow. I think, you know, really thinking about period poverty and we think about, we all talk about, you know, male equality and how do we get there and what does that mean? We as, as, as our side of the population will never get there because you have quarter of the population not being able to reach their fullest potential. They're not able to go to work. They're not able to go to school. So we're actually not going to get there until we give more access to these, to, to, to everybody. Um, this is a critical, critical part that is just, it's one, it's the dignity piece. I mean, there's truly just the dignity piece, but also just that access so they can reach their potential. Yeah. And that it's, it's like medical equipment. Basically. That's yeah. what it, yes. Yeah, really. Toilet paper. And I'll tell you, one of the, there's been so many hardships for so many people during COVID and so many businesses. Um, you know, we also were at this dead standstill and started to lean in and donate. The silver lining that's so crazy that we had no idea is that through this, the people that we started donating to came back to us after and said, we also procure product and can we buy product from you? And we were amazed. We were like, because we thought it was all about donations. When you're talking about food banks, when you're talking about diaper banks, when you're talking about shelters and these places, they said, no, they said, we rely on donations. We are getting grants. We have money, but we procure. We also purchase and we don't have a choice. We have to buy the traditionals. Wow. It's pretty That's, amazing. Or that, then that stat then that comes back to you keep using what you've always used. And so if, we, if you get in at that grassroots level and, and now that's, again, that's just the standard. That's the standard of. I don't know if standard of care is the right term, but that's the gold standard of what, what people deserve. I have a yeah. question. Legitimately, like, <laughs> I don't understand scented tampons. 
Oh God, Can no! Explain Disgusting. to me. Doesn't a tampon smell the same when it's full it's of like blood? It's like sticking. It's like sticking your perfume in your mouth. It's the same like, thing. It's not going to do anything when it's full, right? It's still going to yeah. smell like blood. Anyway. And it's the worst thing. It's and that is the the problem with the traditional products. It's they don't have to list their ingredients. They don't have to test the impact of women's health, and they can contain dyes, fragrances, synthetics, pesticides bleached i mean the cotton is a filthy crop on its own and it just shouldn't yeah. be near your reproductive organs yeah. it's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No. If, but if it's like if that's what your mom used and that's what her mom used and that's what and they use um summer's eve and they use all those things you know it just oh. becomes part of the culture breaking the cycle is huge i think yeah. that that stigma even comes with pelvic floor physical therapy i get messages all the time people really fearful about attending pelvic floor pt because they're uncomfortable with someone having to like look at their vulva or touch their body. And, yeah. and so it's a lot of that, like dispelling the myths and the fear and yeah. the, and to help people find a different or break yeah. that cycle of pain or whatever that, whatever that thing is. Yeah. 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 And I really love that we have, like, we've been interviewing these awesome companies and that, as PTs, we can be like the messenger and mm. have recommendations for quality products mm. that we truly like believe in versus like, oh yeah, just go find something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so awesome. So thank yeah. you guys for just taking that road to opening this conversation and making an impact on all women and yeah. especially the next well, generation. Same. same with same with you ladies. I mean, honestly, yeah, this is you're you're also moving into an area that that has been you know, you're starting conversations too that have been taboo and um and really helping women become more empower them themselves in their bodies um so it's it's really it's awesome it's awesome and i have one last question yeah. if we wanted to have a tampon costume where do we get those <laughs> <Where do laughs> <buy a tampon? laughs> oh my god Absolutely. i could totally so you see guys know that so may 12th is national tampon day Oh, you okay. registered for the day. Like right so away. we registered for the day. Yeah. Um, and we'll, 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 we'll figure out how we can get you guys one. Um, because <laughs> what we're planning is like a whole day of like every hour is kind of like a takeover. Um, and if you guys want to be part of that takeover it would be really, oh awesome. my gosh. Um, <laughs> so yes. Much. Tampons can do so, anything. Yeah. Look at you. So like whatever you yep. want to do with it, like be yeah. loud and loud, like have fun with it. Like yeah, like dropping I, your kids off at school, like whatever, oh whatever oh it is, God. you know. Yeah, so <laughs> I saw Amanda. Amanda Fisher did one about being at the gym, oh, right? Yeah, she she was in the yes, gym, she like did. with her yes, costume yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got, so she's got a couple of good ideas for, for national tampon day. Yeah. Oh, we got be, some time to be, think. We got think some time and so. we'll hook you up. I, I will yeah, tell you what, awesome. it's amazing <laughs> and flattering. And like, it's very flattering. Very hot though. It's very hot. Well, and that's the whole idea. We have a bunch of them because last year, just before COVID hit, it was my dream to do a, I wanted to do a tampon flash mob in Times Square. I want oh to be a whole gosh. box of tampons. Oh and my uh, dream is shattered, but it'll happen. It will happen. Oh, it will happen. Oh Move gosh. over, Elmo. So <laughs> funny. That's such a great idea. Yes. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Just like a whole group of tampons just walking down the street. <laughs> Oh my, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Well, in the last thing, I actually did that when I had all 12 suits at my disposal before COVID hit. I, with all my girlfriends, one at a time, we walked into a bar without saying anything. And somebody was secretly filming us in order to Bloody Mary. And we just said it when one person walks in, they're like, crazy lady. Two people are like, that's weird. By the time there were 12 of us, they're like, it's a party. 
they turned the jukebox on and it was like <laughs> really hilarious. We're like, what if we just like yeah. actually walk in and don't say anything and be like, that's Bloody Mary. It was oh hilarious. Gosh, that's so funny. I love, I love <laughs> yeah. that. I love the best. that. You gotta have fun. Listen, we gotta have fun. Yes. Honestly, that's what uh, we're doing. As as yes, Thyme says it all the time, but Sarah Blakely says it the best is, you know, we're doing, we don't take ourselves seriously. Oh, no, we're doing, oh my God, I can't even say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say it, Thyme? Yes, like we, don't take ourselves, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we do serious things. <laughs> really, the essence of the podcast is that, is that we we want to approach difficult or uncomfortable topics with with fun so that it's, and we can all laugh and joke and giggle about it. And then- And you learn too, you laugh and, and learn. Yeah, <laughs> You can communicate with Addie and I both in regards to the podcast questions, comments, concerns, topics that you want discussed on our podcast Facebook page, don't beat around the bush podcast as well as our email account which is don't beat around the bush podcast at gmail.com you can also find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms so please subscribe comment and share all the bushy love it's probably pretty obvious that our episodes are edited and produced by addy and myself (laughs) and our music is provided by blockhead